Dance Your Heart On Fire podcast, episode number 16. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And today we have a special guest on the line, Mrs. Sophie Fox, which is... Hello. Uh, hi, Sophie. Hello. Uh, Sophie is a Kizomba instructor that has been traveling the world most recently with Tony Pirata. But we got her on the line here to kind of share her story to encourage more Kizomba dancers and our followers out there to give some more inspiration for you guys from more follows who've been out there really living their passion and putting their foot where their mouth is, so to speak. All right, Sophie, would you like to fill in that introduction a little bit for our listeners? Okay, first and foremost, I'd like to apologize for my radio voice. I was not made for radio. So if I'm squeaky or you can't stand to hear my voice, I apologize. Just put it <laughs> for the next few 10 minutes or so. Um, yes, I'm Sylvie Fox. I am a professional dancer of Kizomba, but before that there was other dancers, of course. Um, I've come from a wide background. Being an English girl, it wasn't, Kizomba wasn't the first choice of dance. Mm -hmm. uh, so my background is, back in the day, hip-hop, breakdance, uh, head spinning, all that jazz. Contemporary salsa, bachata, merengue, whatever you like. And then I fell into Kizomba and that's where I am now. That's where I've stayed. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. And for our listeners, they're probably obviously hearing an accent in your voice. Um, where yes. were you born? England, Sheffield. A very small uh, city in England near Manchester. Nobody knows where Sheffield is, so we can just say it's near Manchester. Okay, <laughs> I was in Manchester not too long ago, earlier this year. But you weren't there, but I was able to, to teach some classes there to kind of help the urban grow in London. But that's a whole nother conversation in itself. Kizom is definitely there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and take our listeners on a journey back to when Sophie first started dancing in England. Um, was it your parents that got you to dance? Did you sneak out of the house to go dance? What? <laughs> what? How did you get started? It was my elder sister basically whatever she did i did i had to copy in every way possible <laughs> and she started she was like mad into hip-hop music and rap and everything all kinds of music and mm -hmm. i just used to follow her she was the first one that taught me how to wind and move my hips because i was like how do you do that she was uh -huh. like hey stick with me i'm going to show you everything she was the first one that brought me into uh the dance world through hip hop through mm -hmm. the music through the culture and also she 
she started dancing salsa so I kind of followed her on that obviously because that's what she was doing at the time so I had to follow and uh, and it stuck with me like I remember my first salsa class I was so shy I was 13 mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't even look at the person and she was stood like at the side going smile so smile and I was like no my god this old man's dancing with me I don't understand <laughs> like I had to touch his hands what is this but after a while no it was cool we got um I loved it and for me dancing in for me especially like Latin dancers it it made me grow up a whole lot quicker because I was 13 and I was hanging about with people that were like the age of my parents that like looked after me they took me to places to dance like social parties but I wasn't allowed to drink I wasn't allowed to do anything they would all look at me and make sure like I got home safe what time I had to be home if my mom wasn't there with me so for me it was like instead of being in the park or instead of drinking or going out or Mm -hmm. doing other things like dance was my life so it just took over everything that um that interests me that that just took all my attention so it kind of put me on a really straight path from being quite young that's why a lot of people say like, "Ah, oh, you're so uh, you're so mature for your age," but it's because from such a young age, I've been around such uh, older people, not mm. old people, older. Older people for sure. So yes, yeah, so I went to salsa, and from that, all the other Latin dances, and then and then kizomba came along. All right, so go ahead and let our listeners know of how kizomba came into your life. In Sheffield, uh, we have a lot of. Uh, we had a big pal-up community. So we had, I think, in our salsa event that we had, there was uh, some dancer who like, oh, yeah, this is an Angolan dance. Da, da, da. And at, the f- at first, like, I, st- I danced with a friend of mine, and I was like, wow, I don't understand this dance. Like, where's the one? Where's mm-hmm. the uh-huh. yeah. And then after it, no, it just took over and I started going to a lot of parties, um, African parties where I would sit by myself and watch people dance all night <laughs> because I was the the underage white girl that couldn't <laughs> dance. <laughs> no, but I just, that was the culture at the time. Nobody really asked you to dance unless you were in a couple with someone and, for, well, I don't know, for in England that's how I perceived it. So bit by bit, I started learning, I started dancing, and I guess it just went crazy, went so popular. But I didn't really have any intentions to make Kizamba a part of my life. It was just a hobby of mine. Mm -hmm. So what time did you start to like Kizamba more than salsa? Or do you still like salsa, or how does it rank now? For me, it was pretty much, it was quite fast because of the music for me it had more it had more hip-hop flavor it was more my kind of style of music and i'm the worst singer in the world but i love to sing so (laughs) for me like i was able to sing along with it and to uh deafen people as they dance with me which what were some of your favorite songs to sing back then Mm-hmm. Um, Back then, the f- first song I learned because obviously I'm not Portuguese, so I had to learn like Google the lyrics mm-hmm. was Hey uh, Elder. This I don't remember the lyrics anymore. It was a Semba song. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I know what song, song you're talking about. Yeah, that song is gonna be the intro for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, from there, it, I think the music more than the dance really. But then after I got to know the dance, and it, 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 I got hooked like everybody really. Nice. So when you got hooked, were you? Did you start to teach in London at all, or <laughs> did you have a dance partner in London before you met Mr. Tony Pirata? No, not at all. The it was weird because the way I met Tony was um, my best friend. We went to. She was like, "Oh, there's a festival in in uh, in Lisbon." I was like, "Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. And she, and I just wanted to go to Lisbon because for me it was like at this time I was crazy about traveling. I wanted to see everything. I think I was 16. Like, oh, I want to go. I want to go with you. Like, you guys go to the festival. And I'll maybe go at night and whatever. So I, I didn't really have that much interest of learning, which is kind of bad. But I would just want to <laughs> go and see the the fear, like to understand what a festival was, because I didn't really know either. So we went, and uh, and that's when I first met Tony. That was that Africa dance. I think it was the second year they did it, or the third maybe. So that was like 20, 2010? Yeah, I think so. 2009-ish? Something like that, yeah. It was when Tony competed with Aura Lee. And, okay. uh, yeah. So, at this time, I just went to the parties and was, like, just crazy. Wow, this is amazing. Like, in England, we don't... We have this, but not so on a such a big scale. Um, so, you met Tony pretty long ago before yeah. you became his partner. Yeah, yeah. And he said to me, oh, one day you're going to be a really good dancer. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And my friend was like, do you know who that is? And I was like, no idea. And he was like, oh, well, I called Tony Pira. Da, 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 da. And then after I went to Google him, and I was like, oh, right, okay. He has a song. He does uh, all sorts of stuff. But I, I wasn't involved with that scene at all. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. But we stayed in contact. We... Um, we got we had a good friendship like we stayed in contact and i saw him a few times in leeds in manchester i think um in lisbon again this was mm-hmm. in uh afro fever in 2013 i think mm-hmm. yeah the first one they did 2013 and he and we spoke again and he was like yeah he didn't have a partner this time and he was like i really want to work with you like i think it'd be really good maybe we can talk about it. and i was like mm, i don't know if he's serious but okay like maybe we'll see what happens and i left the festival like i know like he's just saying there's nothing in it like it's not nothing's gonna come of it and he phoned me like a week later saying hey do you have this date free and i was like yeah okay but this time i was studying to be a nurse so, but I was already fed up. So, um, so I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. So I took the weekend off and we went to Istanbul. And from there he was like, okay, it works fine. Like we work together well. Like, how do you feel about being my full-time partner? And I was like, oh, what does that include? Like, what do I need to do? And he was like, well, you need to be prepared to move a lot. You need to be prepared to every weekend to train and whatever. So for me, that point is when I left university mm-hmm. um, and I went to follow this dream, I guess I had, I guess I had, yeah. but I never really had. I remember in one festival we went to in London, uh, I, w- I was crazy like then. I knew I wanted to be a dancer, but I had other mm-hmm. things in my plan. So I was just like, okay, and it's not for me. Like, this is what I need to do. And I remember I used to see the people 
dancing and like on stage and just think that's what I need to do like that I just feel like that's what I want to do that's what I want to be but the chances never came around like I wasn't going to force anything or step out by myself like I wasn't that confident in my dance Mm -hmm. and that's where Tony like got me and put all the confidence in me and brought out a, a side of me that I didn't really know I had nice 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 um, I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about your university days. You said you were studying to be a nurse. What made you decide to choose nursing? It's always been something, I don't know, I've been always interested in from a long time, caring for people. And um, I'm very, I don't know, I have to make sure that everyone else is okay before I am. And for me, it was just something really interesting for me to be able to do. Like, if someone's ill, I'm the first one to be like, okay. And I want to know everything about, like, how I can make the person better. But, like, this is the thing about cold. Like, I'm not talking about anything serious. Mm-hmm. But So it, it took, it was just something that I felt that I'd be good at. And I started it and I was good at it and I enjoyed it. Um, but for me, the, it wasn't really what, I guess in England is is not, so simple well it's not simple to be a nurse anyway but i mm-hmm. thought i don't know it was too too much for me to i was emotionally attached to people and i'd leave crying and it was just too much but uh, gotcha. um yeah so uh, i loved it and i think if i went back now to do it i'd be a hundred times better but at that time i'd like just finished uh, sixth form in England so like college or what oh, I don't know what you call it so I was young like I was 18 but and I wasn't really ready I didn't take it that seriously if I went back now it'd be a different ball game but then I wasn't ready for it I didn't I think I would, yeah I didn't know what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. that's good that's good mm-hmm. so now how long has it been that you have been Tony's full time partner Um, almost four years yeah, nearly three and a half, four years, nearly four years. And you obviously had the opportunity to travel to a lot of different places and mm-hmm. things like that. So now looking back on your decision of leaving the university and choosing dance, how do you feel looking back on your decision now? No, it was 100% what I needed to do, 100%. Because the person I was then isn't it was this person I am now but like in a in a shaded form like now everything I can express myself however I want I can dress however I want I have a platform to to say whatever I want and I'm a I'm someone that can't really keep their mouth shut when they have a problem they have to talk about it and sometimes that's publicly sometimes it's not and I'm blessed to be able to be in a situation now that um that I can really be who I want to be and I'd found myself through dance, through through traveling places, through being with other people, through uh, learning other cultures, which was a huge thing for me because in England, we don't really have a culture. Yeah. There's nothing really exciting to be English. Um, so learning like really simple things, but things that change you, it was important for me. That's awesome to hear that you found yourself because dance is definitely... I've explained it as like the path to self-discovery, you know, 100%. you find out more about yourself through dance and then you end up finding how you show up in life else off the dance floor, you know? Yeah, 100%. So of all the places you've got to travel so far, what would you say is your favorite place and why? 
Oh, there's too many. There's too many. A few, for me, I have to say Mexico because uh, before I started dancing, I came here and it was uh, an amazing experience for me. And, and to come and be able to work here was another, was just a, a blessing because the people here, everything you need. For me, the, the atmosphere here and the energy is just a different level. Also, Brazil, dance-wise, in Brazil, um, I think as a dancer, you have to go because you go there and you see a thousand different types of dancers that you're like, what is that? Ah, this is da-da-da, na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And they dance everything. Like, they don't just say, oh, yeah, I'm a salsa dancer. Oh, I'm a kizomba. Uh, I got you. Yeah, it's open. Like, they have zook, semba, semba de gafaira. They have so many, so many dancers that they're just so open-minded to everything. So for me, awesome. And then South Africa, South Africa was, we went to Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. Amazing. The people, the dance, the energy. Awesome. There's so many. I can't, I can't keep going. <laughs> I will if you want, but no, no it's okay. <laughs> like that's probably your, your top three. That's my top three. We'll okay. Awesome. 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 <laughs> So earlier in the podcast, you were mentioning the English culture and now becoming Tony's partner for being a Kizomba, his Kizomba partner. You're learning more of the Palop culture, the African culture mm -hmm. that goes behind Kizomba. Um, how has that he experience been for you? Um, because I remember following you on Facebook and you were mentioning how sometimes some people were open about accepting you into the culture and some people were not so open about that yeah when i started with even with just other artists i think it took me a long time to get to get them to accept me mm. this is just within the dance world because <clears throat> the thing is they see like another girl come she's another dancer and i've experienced it now like on this side like I see another female dancer come in and it's like, oh, here's another one. Let's see how long she lasts. And I guess that's how it was with me. Hmm. Like, um, Tony was already very well known and he'd had a few partners and it hadn't worked out. And um, and he put his trust in me to be able to announce me as his partner and to put me on a, on a pedestal with him to show off our work together and to, to go forward together. But it's just difficult being English, being white. <laughs> uh -huh. It's just, it's, it's difficult because I think uh, there's a lot of people that, that in their culture, like they may be Angolan or Cape Verdean, Guinea-Bissau, wherever, any Palop country, I'm not going to leave any out. And they kind of, I think back then it was more like, disrespectful to that all these white women were coming on the scene um for me the most important thing that i had to do which i realized was to learn the language like i wasn't going to get anywhere just speaking english and that was the first step that i took before even getting my dancing 100 it was the language to be able to converse with people to be able to understand the culture to be able to understand why we dance like this to be able to understand every part of the social life of the dance life of the technique of the history like that i couldn't have ever learned that with just speaking english so mm. for me that was the really important that 
I got in their culture and that I re- the, the first part of respect is to at least learn a few bits, right? To mm-hmm. understand more or less where the conversation's going. So I started learning Portuguese and and from there I think I gained a bit more respect. People are like, okay, she's serious about it. She's not just here for a week, like she's gonna try. And after that it was the dance like um speaking to people like saying hey did you see my video like what do you think like I had people behind me that are like still my best friends today the people that I couldn't have I don't think if I didn't have these people in my life I probably wouldn't be in this dancing scene today like so like um, a support system a human like dance wise obviously mm-hmm. the thing is you have to have a dance people that are in this world with you if not it like it's too it's really difficult for someone that's not a dancer to understand the things that you go through as a dancer like for example my mom's my support system my sister or my dad or whatever my friends at home but they don't understand like why i'm having a shit day I'm having a bad day. Why I'm not like um, I'm mad because my training went wrong. I'm mad because I can't get this step, or I'm mad because uh, I'm just not feeling it today. Like um, nothing's Mm -hmm. coming out. And dancing, you have to be like it's your soul. Like you have to just let yourself go. And if you're having a really bad day, and every dancer's had it, like sometimes nothing, you just don't get anywhere. And to be able to say to someone, oh, I'm just having like a really bad day. This isn't working. Like, and to be able to say that to someone who can turn around and say, do you know what you need to do? You need to do this. If I had said that to a friend at home, they'd be like, oh, but you'll be fine. Like, just drink a cup of tea and have a biscuit. You'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, my support system that had us dancers, they'd be like, okay, what you need to do is breathe for a bit. Like, go listen to some music, stretch out, and then go back to it, and then get back at it. You know, like just and not even that, like going back to the whole race thing, okay. Uh my friends are black, white, whatever, of every colour. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, No, you know what, Sophie, you're good, like you move really well, like and give support for me. Because sometimes I just thought, Do you know what? Like this isn't for me, there's too much people aren't getting it, like maybe this isn't for me. And like the down moments, they'd pick me up and be like, do you know what, you can't give up. Even now, like people talk to me and say, do you know what, Soph, keep going. Like you can do this, like you can, you've got the strength to, to be really powerful. Just keep going. And these are like artists, these are fellow artists that that have uh, grown to be, that have grown to be part of my family, like a massive family. So mm-hmm. I'm lucky in that sense that I have such a good support system that that can get this taboo of black, white, English, Palop, Spanish, whatever race you are. People have to just get together and stop. I don't know, like, once you close your eyes or once you're dancing with that person, you don't know what they look like. You don't remember mm-hmm. what their face is, what their hair color is, what their eye color is, what their skin color is. You're dancing with the person for whoever's that. Like, you're this close to them. You can't see anything. Yeah. Like, you feel their energy. Anything. Exactly. All you can feel is their, their dance and their soul and their energy. Just go with it. There's no, when you're that close, there's no, um, there's no color. And that's what it, annoyed me because one of our 
one of our videos that we had went viral and I started to look at the comments and it was all the time, but why are these black men dancing with white women? And I just thought, why, what, what's your deal like? Why are you so upset? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're so upset, step up to the mark and do what I'm doing. Like, let's do it. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing against anyone. Let's do it together. It's just the skill and the talent, you know, exactly. more so than the, the skin color. And the the effort that you put in, I think it wasn't easy for me. I had to change a lot about my style and about everything, um, and study a lot, a lot of traditional dances, and just to to be able to fit in more. Yeah, I hear you. You mentioned changing up your style, and you definitely have a unique style when you're following. Tony also has a very unique style. Like it's he, it's Tony's style. Like nobody has. <laughs> his style so it'll be interesting to hear your comments of kind of trying to match his style being so unique and then also being able to follow other people who don't share Tony's style because I feel that you're definitely more of an active follow watching your videos you like to play around with the music um, you feel the music you're not afraid to express what you're hearing in the music versus being more of a passive follow and mm-hmm. just do the steps that are led. No, I'd, I'm too uh, wild for... Okay, so because I train so much with Tony, we know each other inside out, so he knows what I'm going to do. I know what he's going to do because he's my partner and that's how it should be. And he has he's able to try new things out with me and, and me with him too. Sometimes I dream things and I'd be like, hey, I thought of a step, does it work? And he's like, uh, no. And we push through it to find a step that actually makes it work, whatever I dreamt of. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that is funny, because once I was dancing with a guy in, in Paris and he didn't know who I was. And we were dancing. He said, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed the, the dance. We were in a festival. The next day he was like, hey, I just realized who you are. You're Sophie Fox. You're the partner of Tony. And I say, yeah, of course. He said, oh, when I danced with you yesterday, I have no idea because you don't dance the same with other people than you dance with him. Mm. But this is part of it. You have to adapt with whoever you're dancing with. I can't I can't do the things that I do with Tony with another person if that's not their style. I can't do... It's like me dancing urban kids with Petu. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to respect the person that you're dancing with. So that's number one to get there, first of all. Number one is mm-hmm. just respect whoever you're dancing with. Guys to the girls, girls to the guys. Respect it. Respect their style. Respect their their, their background in dance too. Uh, after that, for me, because I listen to a lot of the music and I'm familiar with the music, and even if I'm not, and I understand the music, so musicality for me is is really important. And you'll see me sometimes. For me, it's important that the girls have fun dancing, but also that the guys have fun. So I don't know. I've danced with you before. Sometimes I'll stop and I'll have a play or do mm-hmm. a little bit of footwork or whatever. Just not to not that it affects the man's lead, but because I know the timing that I have. Instead of just staying like a passive. Uh, follower like you said instead of just doing everything that he wants me to and waiting for the steps I'll play in the time that I'm waiting for him to lead me and Mm -hmm. because I'm so comfortable with the dance I'm in a position where I can do that and that's just a a question of practicing and getting used to one person Mm -hmm. when you get used to one person or several people you can try 
with different people. So for me, I practice with Tony and see if it works. Sometimes it doesn't work with Tony, but it'll work with someone else. Mm. And it's just playing with it. Sometimes it goes wrong, but we're human and that's what that's what dance is. We're meant to do it wrong. We're meant to expand it. I think that's really awesome, especially for our, our followers to listen to because the adaptability, like dancing with as many guys as you can and trying to adapt to the individual styles. And then also... It's also important for the guys to keep dancing as well, because like when they're doing the basics and maybe if they're more beginner, maybe they're all doing the same things because their level hasn't really leveled up that much. But then they get to the point to where they're able to express themselves mm -hmm. and now they, they create their own style, you know, and now the follower has to adapt to that, you know. It's like even if they're beginner dancers, like sometimes my funnest dancers are with beginners because they're so... Um they've not got such a heavy influence of like okay when i dance with this girl i've got to impress i've got to do all these moves and i've got to make sure it's really fun or really uh, intense or whatever and i have to show off all my moves no sometimes it's just cool to just dance and listen to the music and play with the music is a hundred times better i say this all the time than mm -hmm. showing off all the moves that you have in one step i don't want to know all your moves save some for later like mm -hmm. we're gonna dance tomorrow too or next year like take it easy let's play with the music let's just do saidas and blocks and just simple things but with the music and make me make me laugh make me enjoy the dance yeah connecting being in the moment i think me and tony have we're not really sensual dancers we don't really we don't you'll never see us like in a sensual atmosphere do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we're not yeah, I know what you mean. With your eyes closed, like becoming one. Uh -huh. <laughs> nah, none of that. But we uh, we enjoy it. We have fun with it. And I think that's people why that's why people come to the class to have fun to mm -hmm. to learn something new, but enjoy it at the same time. Which for me is important. Like, if you want to take it serious, okay, take time to make it really serious, but. You have to enjoy it. There's no point taking life too serious or dance too serious. Just have fun. Definitely. All right. It's been an awesome podcast uh, so far. What I'd like to do now is kind of shed a little bit of light on a post that I also saw on Facebook um, that came into accepting yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I think there is a picture of you when you were skinnier and now yeah. you're a little bit bigger um, <laughs> and just kind of your journey with that. Do you want to share that with our listeners? Yes, I think that I'm tall and naturally I'm very skinny and very tiny. But with the when I started traveling so much and with the stress of dancing and training all the time and not eating properly because when we're traveling it's difficult to eat the right things. Mm -hmm. If you're on a strict diet it's sometimes really difficult. Or for me that was never the case. Like I eat anything that's in my sight. I'm <laughs> I'm not a diet person at all. But um I just struggled. I think I went through a, a rough time with trying to find myself and trying to understand like the purpose of me being a teacher and being in the spotlight all the time, which wasn't easy for me to, because I'm very, my face says everything. Like I'm very, mm -hmm. and I had to change that because if I was upset because I was missing my mom or, or I'd had an argument with someone, like people could tell straight away that I wasn't okay. And that was really difficult for me to, as an artist, to put aside and to 
to try and be someone that I wasn't used to being. And mm. through that, I lost so much weight and I wasn't comfortable with myself. And the more weight I lost, the more I looked like a, a stick. I was so skinny, so, so tiny. And then the more I felt worse, like the more I couldn't eat. And it was the first time in my life that I feel I really had a an, like an eating disorder, like I couldn't eat. Like every time I used to go home, like to England they'd be like wow my mum was so worried about like you're not eating you have to come back home like something's wrong with you and this isn't you you eat everything and I, I really struggled with it and what changed it was I'm in city so I'm to Porto where I live now and I had a good support system around me I had uh, Lisa Dunk Anais Million the girls that really supported me with everything and and I started going to the gym, I start, which I'd never been to a gym before, ever in my life. <laughs> I, start, I had an amazing personal trainer who taught me how to use weights, which I wasn't aware there were weights in a gym. I thought it was just there to run and go uh -huh. and treadmill. I had no idea what this weight stuff was. And now I started to get healthy and eating properly and and feeling better and feeling confident and once I got out of that spell that I was in like I look it took me a year to 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 put because for me to put weight on is not easy I had to I can relate to that yeah right tall <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is as soon as I start losing weight I look sick because I'm so mm -hmm. tall and I just look terrible and I wasn't confident. I'd lost all my self-confidence. And if you look back on videos now, like I can't even watch them. They're horrible. Like I have no shape whatsoever, which was strange for me because I've always been like tall but curvy. Mm -hmm. um, so in this year, like of gaining weight, of training, of getting to know my body is when I really found myself and where I started to explore, okay, I'm happy with my weight now. I'm super fashion addict like I love mm -hmm. everything about fashion so from then I started to explore more about my fashion and my style and who I am and the past the past two years is when I found really who I am and and being able to express it like if you ever see me in the daytime you'll never see me like my body like you don't I'm always in baggy boy clothes like mm -hmm. I look like a boy with trainers and a baggy t-shirt and leggings or whatever like I'm never this pretty girl or whatever I'm just I'm a hood rat no, <laughs> is that even right I'm trying to get in your lingo no I, I, don't, I hate walking down the street and like having my bum on show or whatever like even though I'm comfortable with my body I just don't like it mm -hmm. but at night like if you see me in a festival at night is when I'll be like okay now I'm a girl and I get mm -hmm. my clothes out and I'll get and I'll dress nicely and for me it was like and when I was comfortable with my body I was able to explore more and just go crazy with like how I am like before it was my hair because I guess I wasn't so comfortable with like dressing funky mm -hmm. um, and now no, I just go for it put whatever I want and that's my style that's who I am that's how I found myself and the way for me to express myself is through clothes is through tattoos uh, through being crazy and yeah. being being happy like I think I don't think I've been this happy in a long time like just to be able to be crazy me and before like I used to go to the events and just sit by myself because like I don't really know anyone but now but that's not me like I talk with everyone and I lost myself for so long but when I found myself 
trouble because I don't stop talking. <laughs> That's beautiful to hear about the the journey, the self discovery, the becoming one with your body, and then from that, that kind of built the foundation for you to kind of and take it's you. Important in Kizamba and this dance, not just Kizamba, like every dance to they has to be comfortable with their body. Like if they're mm. big, if they're tiny, or whatever. Me being tiny didn't sit right with me, so I changed it. If you're big and you don't feel right, change it. If you're too small or you're too skinny, like change it. You, if you if you can do it, do it. If not, brace it, embrace it, and just live with it mm -hmm. and be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's been an awesome half an hour here to get to know your story with Kizomba and kind of share your ups and downs and thoughts and processes of things like that. So what I would like to do now is give you an opportunity to give any advice out there for the dancers and the Kizomberos. Okay, let's do it. Uh, to the guys, be confident. Like I said before, there's no need to show off all your moves in one dance. Enjoy the girl that you're dancing with. Respect her. Don't be too harsh. Just take it slowly, nice and smooth. Don't feel nervous because she's probably as nervous as you. Ladies, be confident. Don't, if you mess up, keep walking. That's my number one tip. Don't stop and apologize. Mm -hmm. Don't say, hey, I'm a beginner. Do you want to dance with me? No, he might be a beginner too. Likewise with the guys, just go for it. Just dance, enjoy it. If it's not good, hey, it's not good. Like you didn't have the connection. Go and try again with someone else. Don't give up. Don't feel like, no, this isn't for me. Because anything's for you. You just have to give it some good time and training. Mm -hmm. um, relax and trust your partner, ladies. Doesn't work if you don't trust your partner. Just try and forget everything. Like that moment is when you're dancing with someone is just to forget everything that's going on in your life. For me, like it just solves all my problems and probably creates new ones all at the same time. <laughs> But it's just a way to just that five minutes when you're dancing with someone to just escape like everything that's going on. Like whatever is going because we all have problems the person you're dancing with will have problems and if you connect with someone so well you'll just forget everything but you can only connect with them if you let yourself if you let yourself you have to really just go for it and just be happy if you don't want to get so deep into it have fun like play with it listen to the music mm -hmm. sing Like, even if you don't know the words, just go for it. I love it when someone's singing to me and they don't know the words because it's the funniest thing you'll ever hear. Someone like, I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Making up words is hilarious. If you want to take your dance to a next level, like teacher-wise or whatever, study with as many people as you can. Don't stay with one person. Take, um, take as many tips and as much advice as you can from other people and other teachers and people that know about Kizomba. So not just people that have stepped into this now and they think they know everything about it don't come into this world thinking that you're top rated and that you know everything about it cooked on wikipedia no mm -hmm. you have to go and study it you have to go to the places where it's at you have to travel with it you have to take the time invest take privates talk with people even if you're not dancing in a private just to understand the dance And to sit someone down and say, hey, tell me about the history of Kizomba. Tell me of the history about Semba. Tell me the history about Tarashinya. And now tell me the history, even though there's not too much history, to urban kids. Like, just mm -hmm. take the time to, to understand it. It's a dance and 
the reason why that uh, there's so many problems is there are a lot of teachers that don't know anything about it and just put themselves out there and it, it creates things that like just don't make sense mm-hmm. and that's when people abuse the dance like go and learn about it before you become a teacher or, or whatever and share it share the dance get other people involved it's a great dance and it's a great culture and in like the big scale when you get into it you meet so many new people so many new friends so many cultures and whatever is is awesome any dance this isn't just kizomba it's any dance for sure for sure all right sophie it's been awesome thanks for all your advice and your wisdom and being open with our audience and kind of sharing your inspiration um just let people know how to find out about you on social media and we'll say goodbye okay first of all thank you very much for having me finally we did it um sophie fox on facebook sophie laura fox on the instagram Mm -hmm. and sophie fox 92 on snapchat and that's about it if i don't have enough space on facebook send me a message i'll reply i'm nice okay awesome very much all right no problem we'll see you hopefully soon here before the end of this year i hope so if not we'll see you on a dance floor somewhere in the world yes definitely thank you very much bye 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 thank you for checking out the dance your heart on fire podcast today be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your kizomba journey Essa quer me matar, na dança quer me matar, yeah. Essa quer me matar.